Welcome back to Bros in the Landfill, where ironically, One Piece is the one TV show I'm not pirating. <laughs> I, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Lunch Billion. I'm your other host, Trivian, and uh, Lunch has started watching One Piece. Yeah, we're talking about anime, but it's me this time. So that's fun. Um, yeah, I, I haven't watched that much of it. I may have watched even yeah. less than ten episodes, but I'm in the the early I, I, that's, that's, stage. That is right around what that's right around what I've watched. Uh, that's oh, we're, we're running the same ballpark. Well, that's convenient. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a show where we talk about anime and stuff, and and I figured I'd talk about this a little bit because um, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I'm. It's fun to have a new show to watch. I'm. A, I will admit that I'm a little bit terrified to get into One Piece because I think One Piece is still going. Bruh, uh, I've been watching and it will um, be for Detective, a couple years. I've been watching Detective Conan with Helen, and we're like solid, like deep in the 800s. Oh like, God! We're, we're, like we're we we are almost caught up. We are like we we're near the 900s, and I I think that's where the show is right now. Like, yeah, if we can do it, you can do it. That is a terrifying amount. Of numbers, uh, I think that I think the sad thing about Conan is the amount of reused ideas that they have because, like, when when you get to the filler episodes, like, it's kind of nuts. I think the funniest ones though are um, when you watch an episode that's um, a filler episode and you watch like a manga episode which was written before the anime episode, but it uses so many of the plot points from, like, like similar twists and plot points from the anime episode. It's like, did these filler episodes just rip off this manga? chapter and then they made the manga chapter in the anime like right afterwards uh, that's like that seems quite hard to believe in a show about solving mysteries <laughs> that's 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 really immersion breaking i okay i know we're meant to be talking about one piece but like yeah, do the yeah. characters age in in conan there is a there um in conan no it's like perpetual like they upgrade the technology as it goes but it's been like 1990 something for like 20 years just with newer technology. That's terrifying. Like if we're if we're talking about like an all reality, like they like since they do celebrate like holidays in the seasons, like Conan should be back to like his regular age at this point. Like and like it should be kind of fucked up, which is I think also because there's an OVA episode where um Conan has a nightmare where he's um can, like he had they didn't return back to normal and he's like a teenager and then like Rand's all like depressed because Shinichi never returned. Damn. Yeah. Sounds dark. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So, like, I've seen... Uh, I've seen imagery from One Piece over the years uh, and some of the stuff that happens, but I, I have no context for any of, any of it. So, like, I don't, re- <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, like, in a practical sense. But, like, I've seen, like... Like, in the show, like, I've just recently met Nami, and, like, I've ah. seen pictures of Nami now... And, like, she looks like a normal, ordinary person in the part that I've seen. And all the other pictures I've seen, she looks like a fucking, like, caricature the, of an hourglass. Like, fucking, okay. like, the most the des- giant, the designs, yeah. giant boobs monstrosity I, I, ever. I, I gotta say that the designs get even more ridiculous, like, like, like after the time skip. Like... Like, okay, yeah, there's goofy designs in, like, the beginning, but it's, they felt, like, they felt grounded and stuff. It's like, okay, you have, like, Shark Guy Arlong, but there was a level of grit to him. But then, after time skip, Luffy gets big, bulbous, like, round muscles and gets incredibly 
jacked when he powers up. The, the thought like, that like this show that you that what I'm seeing so far you describe as grounded is hilarious and terrifying because I, I know it's like what godly well, no, monst- no. ungodly monstrosity is going to show up next. Is that fucking well, well, like so- pirate who's got like a fucking he's got like robot shit. He's got like a fin coming out of his arm. He's like yeah, a million miles tall. Yeah, I think the show just like One Piece, like as a franchise, just gets more absurd as it goes. Where at, at the beginning, it, it like it did feel like just like this humble, oh, super powered fruit pirates show. Like there was like this level of grit and like stuff, and then uh, over time, it just gets more and more colorful, cartoon wacky. I, I want to um actually to get into talking about the actual show. I, I want to mention how I actually really like the vibe and aesthetic of the show a lot. Um, and the kind of atmosphere, um, cause I don't, I like Shonen, but I actually haven't seen like all the Shonens or anything. Uh, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of Dragon Ball. I'm a fan of My Hero Academia. Um, I did watch a decent amount of Naruto. Um, and I like how One Piece to me feels a little bit early Dragon Ball and that like, it's kind of just like having fun with itself and it's not like a, cause like you look at. Naruto and My Hero Academia, and they're so they're so dramatic, and I love I do love how they try and like you know twist your heartstrings and stuff, but like everything is the most intense and important thing that's ever happened. Characters are crying uh, with like feelings of emotional resolution, and like man, I was beaten up as a child, and ah, uh, my life sucks, but now I'll do better. And then like in One Piece, it's like there's this guy who can stretch because he ate the stretchy fruit, and you're like. <laughs> Wow, like, I, I wonder how that happened. Like, I wonder what Luffy's backstory is. And then we do a whole episode of his backstory, and he's just, like, at a bar, and there's just a fruit in a box, and he eats it. <laughs> it's like... Actually... Like, that's it! It's like he's hanging out with his pirate friends, and he eats a fruit, and they're like, Did you just eat that fruit? You're not allowed to! Now you're stretchy! And he's like, Oh, no. <laughs> like, that, like, that was... <laughs> that's why he can do that. Um, and he wants to be a pirate, because he just knew a pirate when he was a kid. And the pirate gave him his actually, hat. Actually, you you bring up the, the Dragon Ball comparison actually kind of makes sense because like, it's I'm starting to just realizing that there there is kind of this, this weird like, um, shonen trope, but I, I I think it's because of Dragon Ball where like you have the original Dragon Ball where it's kind of like this goofy Saturday morning cartoon, yes. like where you people go around there's like sometimes dramatic stuff, but then there's the time skip and everything gets edgy. Right. So I guess that's going to happen at some point. But I, I'm at least yeah. liking this early part where like. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's whimsical is the word. Like, shit just kind of happens. Yeah. Uh, like, like, and it's funny because, like, uh, on the surface, like, Luffy and Naruto are, like, very similar characters where, like, they, they both have, like, a strong sense of principles and they, they want to, like, be the underdog and, and get the highest place in their society. Like, I want to be the Hokage or I want to be King of the Pirates. It's, like, it seems like all the same tropes, but, like, Naruto is, like... Uh, like struggling against societal pressures and against everything everyone who ever told me was nothing you know mm-hmm. um, and Luffy is just like just having fun with it he's just like yeah, yeah I want to do something so I'm going to do it and like um, mm-hmm. he doesn't feel the need to prove himself really like because um, like at, at, this, at the moment Nami doesn't trust him because he's a pirate and it's like pirates are awful and you're terrible and like he just like doesn't pay any attention to it, and he just bees he just like bees himself, and and she sees from his actions what kind of person he is, and uh, slowly changes her mind. Um, so, yeah, I I think the vibe is fun, and I like that it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not too dramatic. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's like an adventure. Um, so that's cool. I am... My brain's, like, killing me right now because, like, there's a, another, like, like, anime character that I'm trying to think of right now that follows, like, the same sort of trope of... Shit, if it's an anime I was just watching, I hate it. Where it's like, oh, like, I... Fuck! I'm gonna pull up my my my, my anime list. I'll I'll probably remember it. I don't blame you for point. getting confused. Like you you yeah, watch hundreds yeah, of shows. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, um, no, but what from my experience watching One Piece, it's early on. Like, I like I totally see why this was as popular as it like it is. Like, there's just like this. Uh, it's. What I think One Piece gets right over so many other shonen is its world building. Well, that's and, I've heard a lot about and, that, and this is what I want to most um, fascinated to see how it turns out. Because at the moment, it seems like it doesn't give a shit about world building. It's like it's the most ridiculous like scenario ever. Like there's just these these massive freaking like dudes. Like it seems like whatever happens in an episode is whatever they felt like drawing that week, and like cool mm-hmm. um that's fine that's quite a fun approach for a show but i'm just it's funny to me that apparently it's it's eventually going to cobble together into like this epic world with nations and laws and like pirate figures and stuff it's like man if if i was going to do that i'd be really careful in the first episode to not establish anything too stupid um yeah. but they're going for it yeah well, yeah, well what, I, what i what i think like really works in that sense is because it's a show where you're traveling from island to island like you're never set in one place for too long and you're able to establish like these different factions, these different ways of life. And it makes it feel like a living, breathing world. Right. Cause like you just, yeah, you just focus on one little episodic part of time, but before you know it, all these islands are on a world map and it's like, Oh shit, this world's actually huge. Um, and then I mm-hmm. guess you can start building from there and you can go back to old characters. Like obviously, um, the guy who gave Luffy his, his straw hat is like supposedly out there. Um, so that would be a cool, like, thing to maybe come back to later. Um, so I can see the potential. Um, and it's Mm -hmm. cool to know that, like, people are, are nowadays so invested in its world. Um, because I, I love lore and world building. Um, but I also just hope it's good. I always found the world building of Naruto to be a little bit ridiculous. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's because, well, that's because the thing, like, the thing about Naruto's world building is, like, I feel like, um... Kishimoto as an author is really good at telling like these sort of heartfelt stories. Like the world, like the world always felt more like a backdrop to to justify this ninja stuff. Yes, like, absolutely. But like, like there's, that's, there's no but sense that's of... weird because the tone is like the tone seems to demand a world that makes sense. Um, well, I guess here's here's the thing about Naruto. Naruto's a show about history and it's a show about um, legacy and like about these characters and all these, um, like all like the influence and the, um, what like the things passed down from generation, mm-hmm. and like, and I feel like it, it works. It's a show that works more about like symbols and relationships, and how, um, like we're all just like we're all just um, products of, um, the shit that we went through. We're all products like. Like we're all da- like we're we're all damaged and stuff, and then it brings in um, super villains in the Shippuden arc, and it goes no, down. I I, but, I I think that like um, 
the the characters and the plot lines do a great job of expressing the main idea of the story and i think that's uh that's great um i just wish that like um i just feel like you really have to suspend your disbelief to to believe that the world exists in in this way um i mean isn't that like most shonen i mean like dragon ball's world makes very little sense if you actually like think about it i i um, feel like dragon ball dragon ball's world is just not super important to what's actually happening i mean i don't know it's just like there's side there's flying cars but in the desert there's like well, i was talking I about like all the alien planets too but um like, but like we don't go into Dra- that stuff in any depth like well, I, well, I guess we, 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 dragon ball world building is like a puddle so like yeah um i mean you can I say think, like oh there's no way dr Jiro could make a robot stronger than frieza if you want to i guess but like um i guess if we're talking about naruto the reason uh, naruto worked at its best in the early parts when it was just like these warring political factions like you didn't really need to have much like like there wasn't much sense of the scale of yes. like oh it, it's when you start getting into shippuden or like even some of the filler stuff where um the world's becoming a bit more interconnected that it starts feeling a bit falling apart but when you're when you're focusing on like the individual like villages the like interpersonal political dramas going on, then it can be really like interesting and engaging. Well, but... I, I'm kind of just thinking like I'm looking at One Piece and I'm like, I can only imagine this turns out like Naruto world building. Like if they're just going to a new island every day with some crazy new concept for fun, like surely when it all comes together, it's gonna be a mess of ridiculousness. But Apparently, people love the I, world building, and it's one of the best things about it. So, like, uh, I'm, I think I can't wait I guess to see what, how they pull it off. Uh, but here's the other thing I would say with One Piece: One Piece thrives in its ridiculousness. Naruto always took itself seriously. Yeah, well, that's uh, right. So I, that I think that's obviously a strength of, of One Piece, or, or it's like I, One Piece's world meshes with what One Piece is. Naruto's world mm-hmm. is kind of undermines what. Um, Naruto is because of the tone. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's and that's what I was saying. It's like because Naruto at its core is a is, is like is more of a about the politics and it's about like the like like the clashings of ideologies and the um like legacies and stuff. So when like when you're dealing um about when you're dealing with um some of the more goofy premises they. Uh, or I would say even the humor a lot of the time falls flat in Naruto because it just feels out of place. I uh, I can I can agree I can agree, because um, yeah it's a, it's a serious fucking story. Um, one yeah One Piece feels free to to fuck around and I like that yeah. about it. Um, and also like uh, to to slightly like so we don't just go around in circles. Um, I really like how yeah. it looks. Um, oh yeah. Like it seems, I don't know exactly when the show started. It's this is at least this part of the show it, seems it's... like before anime went fully digital. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. But like, I'm... it's also maybe is it like early two thousands or or something like that? Um, um, I can I can look that up. I I will say I prefer I, I prefer like the old art style I, like, over like the newer designs. Yeah, um, I, 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 I sent can you. See it going I, that I, well. Yeah, I sent you the image of Luffy going Gear Four. If you want to. Um, yeah, that's, you know what, like, (laughs) props to make, like, it's like, Luffy is, like, one of those really iconic, like, simple, like, character designs, you know, like, I feel like it's kind of ballsy to make this his ultimate form, (laughs) 
Like, well, it's this not even is... his ultimate. Like he has, he has a new ultimate form. All right, all right. Well, don't tell me too much because uh, that's yeah, no. like that's in seven hundred episodes. But um, <laughs> you're not even gonna remember this conversation by the time we get there. Sure, but I'll remember this fucking image. I'll, I'll see this yeah. when I close my eyes at night. Um, yeah, like uh, that image showed up on plenty of like posters and stuff. So I was kind of like, no, I, it's okay. I, it. I've seen this. Um, like like when I say like I've seen like a few bits of like imagery about One Piece. Like this is one of the things where he just looks insane. Um, but at least this, at least this, this current part of, uh, One Piece, I really like the look of it. Like it's simple. Um, there's not too much shading or detail, but like the characters still look like they have presence and weight, even though he's like a weird stretchy boy. Um, it's just like everything looks like it's done with like simply with finesse. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like the color palette. It's not this super overly saturated, a million colors at once thing that many anime are. Um, well, anime, man, many anime th- these days. Like I, like I will always like like when anime tr- do more of that like early two thousands. Like, oh yeah, yeah. A lot of style. a lot of uh, more classic anime uh, is similar in that like it's the colors are more washed out and um, it's less loud. Um, and well, I, it's, I it's think like, it's e- One Piece does a good it's job. Easier, of that. On, it's easier on the eyes. I feel like oh much much like, easier. The, yeah, like like. Uh, Naruto is so saturated, so bright, so or, or like lots of anime. Um, Dragon mm. Ball Super, like not only is everything bright, there's like highlight colors on every single part of their body, so everyone is shiny, um, and that's weird. And in One Piece, like the characters are basically pretty much just one flat color, um, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's more washed out and more naturalistic. Mm. And the lines are actually, that's another thing, they're way less angular than in other shows. Like, not mm-hmm. everything is sharp, everything's more round. It's kind of like um, what they were going for in Dragon Ball Super Broly. Um, while that movie's actually kind of inconsistent with how it looks, like, a lot of the redesigned versions of Goku and Vegeta were made up of round lines that were just, like, um, just nice and soft to look at. And while I, I'm of two minds about how well it fits in Dragon Ball, it fits the casual adventure vibe of one piece really well yeah no i yeah um i just i don't want to like i don't know um what else i should say about one piece it could just because i don't want to spoil too much of it i watched quite a bit of it when i was a kid not like episode by episode because like i wasn't able to keep up with tv that much but like yeah. i'd catch episodes here and there and like one thing I'd say One Piece is very good at is like those, like, I think it's like, it's those hype moments, and like like when like when Luffy's having his victory, like when Luffy's like defeating someone or like even if it's not Luffy, it's like whatever, like like One Piece like nails it with the rule of cool that I think a lot of show. Yeah, like, I'm looking shonen, forward to that because the show hasn't really like, gone for badass within the first like couple of episodes. Yeah. Like I would, I would say like even like some of like the best shonen out there doesn't do rule, rule of cool, cool quite as well as One Piece does. But mm. do you know what part of that is? Reason is, uh, what? Okay, what is one of the key um um techniques for animation to make it look uh, um, smooth and believable? Squash and stretch. And what does Luffy do? He squashes and he stretches. <laughs> yes, it's genius. Luffy, Luffy was made for animation. Like, yeah, it is. Like fun. There's a part in like the opening sequence where he fucking punches a dude like in a stretchy way, and it's so satisfying to look at. 
Um, mm-hmm. No, he's cool. I don't know. What a what a fun show. I I really liked the, the theme song as well. I know that every anime yeah. has like ten theme songs because it keeps changing. Uh, which um, okay. Here's a question. Which um, which dub are you watching? Are you watching the Japanese dub? I'm watching or one the Japanese dubs? version because like okay. I heard like I think there's like two English dubs. Like one of them yeah. is like the four kids version. Where, okay, the, yeah. There's, where a, there's, there's like a four kids lollipops instead of cigarettes. I'd heard about all that, and yeah. I was like, okay, well, I don't want the actual art to be fucked with that much. Um, yeah, not that I like, guy, not that I necessarily hate like four kids totally on principle. I think the Pokemon dub is fantastic. Um, of course, but um, I I heard of what they did to One Piece and I was like, okay, that's a bummer. Um, but I think the other One Piece dub is by Funimation, if I'm correct. That and, is, correct. and I think like Chris Sabat is like one of the main guys, and it's like, I just I don't want this show to sound like other shows that I've seen. Yeah. Um, it's really distract. The idea of Chris Sabat, I think he's Zoro. Um, which I, I don't, I don't know the cast for the. That just seems I, like I, really I, distracting I, to me, because like. Well, see, I imagine the, he's just doing uh, another like cool guy, deep cool guy voice. Well, which would here's here's fit into his obvious problem, range. Yeah, here's the problem for me. Um, I can't watch the Funimation dub because the I grew up watching the Four Kids dub, and right. those voices are like That's I can watch the Japanese dub. It's like it's like I can watch the Japanese dub because like I've got that um. Like, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's like, when, like, when I hear like some of like the voices that are changed, it's it's not it's not this it's it hurts. It's distracting. Right. No, I totally get that. Um, cause like, you could probably make a dub of Dragon Ball now that is like more faithful to the original. But like to mm-hmm. us, Vegeta is a gruff, deep-voiced, gravelly guy, even though he's not in the original. It's like it, that's. And Piccolo is this deep Batman register, um, and that's that's just part of what Dragon Ball is to us because that's what we saw as kids. Um, but yeah, I I, w- I will say that um, I really like the Japanese voice cast in One Piece. I think they're full of fun energy. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Luffy's voiced by the same actress as Krillin, um, oh. and it's like you don't really notice it, or or like it you kind of forget because like it's such a different character and. She just embodies that sense of fun and exuberance really well. Um, I really, I think Zoro sounds really cool in like a kind of an over the top way, but it's perfect for what kind of show it is. Um, I think it's fun. I would say that like um maybe like like if you get a chance to like maybe check out some of the original voice cast because there's a lot of um voice actors there you don't see a lot these days. Like that's another thing I like about Four Kids uh, dubs because like um. Nowadays, I think there's a very, like, established idea of what anime is supposed to sound like. And yeah, there's a co- there's only so many really famous voice actors. And, like, they all have the same... Anime has, like, a sound now uh, in English. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, in, um... Like, I like in, like, the Pokemon dub or, like... Or, like, the Sailor Moon dub. Like, people just mm-hmm. sound like... They don't really know how to approach it, so they just treat it like it was an American cartoon, or or they treat it naturalistically or something. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think that's really fun, even if it's maybe less the vibe that the original show is going for. Oh yeah, well I I think part of the problem is like no matter how you do things, it's never it's not going to have the same vibe because like exactly because Japan and Japanese and English are such different languages with so many different nuances that yes like, that like. It's really like a dub is gonna at the end of the day be a um 
like it's it's going to be like an artistic expression to some degree. And yes, I, I, I like I, I like it like when when dubs kind of do their like own like, like put their own identity on it. And that's kind of where I find distracting where a lot of dubs end up sounding the same. It's like, well, this sounds just like this other show that has entirely different tone and um, stuff. And now I'm thinking about all these different characters that sound differently. Yeah. Well, that sound the same that. It's so weird that there's all these like um, there's like particular vocal qualities and like inflections and like there's a mm-hmm. smooth, breathy way of talking that isn't just everything. Um, it's really it's so it's so weird. Yeah. And, and but I, I agree with you that like I think uh, it can be worth it just to to sort of have a little bit of fun with it because like one to one is just like not actually possible. Well, you're not going to get the same thing out of a one-to-one anyways. Like, if you try to make it one-to-one, it's, like, 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 the the the, the emotional resonance and the context that the Japanese p- people are getting are, isn't going to be the same as a one-to-one that you're going to get. Yeah, well, not only like, is it a different have... language, but, like, um, they are, uh, a cartoon is, like, an exaggeration of stuff. And so, like, yeah. it's not like the Japanese cartoon is acting exactly like how Japanese people speak or behave. It's like an extreme version of it. So like translating that to English is like multiple degrees of separation. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, the main reason why you should watch um, the um, four kids dub is because the opening slaps like the, like this is like a rap or something. I feel like I may have seen this as a kid. Yeah. Like the, the the four kids dub dub um, opening, like regardless of how like, silly was like is and maybe it's not as like musically as like good as the official openings but it slaps it's awesome it's going to be living in my head forever that's fun like you know what? I like, like even if i sorry like even if i like even if I, I for some reason i start like um like like losing my memories when i'm getting older and stuff the four kids dub is still going to begin there it's it's yeah, seeped yeah. its so way the four kids dub intro song is going to be like the thing that triggers you to remember your son's name <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's dark um, no, uh, I kind of, I see where you're coming from. Like, I, I like how, um, both Japanese and, uh, American cartoons, um, have the whole idea of, like, the epic, crazy intro song, but they do it in totally different ways. Like, Japan's usually just more poppy, but, like, um, I don't, like, like, um, I never watched this show, but I'm familiar with the intro song for, uh, the Gummy Bears, which is the most epic, <laughs> ridiculous song. It's such a, an amazing song. Um, I hear you. For a show about gummy bears. Like, I, I feel like the genre of kids' intro music is, like, it's so magical. Because it's, like, there's no um, restraint or, like, hey, yeah. like, let's dial this back. There's no fear of cheese. It's, like, let's just make the most, like, delightful, exciting, like, sugary song possible. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I... I and we've gotten, like, the Pokemon theme song out. We've gotten Gummy Bears. We've gotten, like, fucking all kinds of ridiculous shit. Pokey rap, you know, like... Um, these things you know, that stay in our po- heads forever. You know, speaking of, if we're talking about the Pokemon rap, um, the Pokemon um, journeys, um, the, the Japanese um, version, the ending is um, them, like, playing Shiratori, which is um, a Japanese word game. And it's basically a techno Pokey rap, and it's... Like it, it slaps. Like <laughs> awesome. Like look up, like look up, like the Pokemon like journeys like ending theme like for the Japanese. It's it's like I can I can jam to that all day. 
hey man, lick me after this is over. Yeah. I, I always um, need more pokey champs. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you'll yeah. the, 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 the 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 Pokemon's names are in Japanese, but you'll catch some few that like aren't actually translated. Ah, true. Man, I just I love people just singing ridiculously passionately about like fucking Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever it is, you know, like or or like the Sonic the Hedgehog like character themes and stuff like mm-hmm. kids media. It's like people bring their yeah. all into something that like is like a stupid product, but. Well, when they, combined well, with so, that but, good energy, it becomes something beautiful. It's like well, when when you're dealing with kids' media, it's like there is so much competition to keep the attention span of kids right. that you kind of need to be awesome. That's true. That's true. Where it's like adults don't care if something's good or not. It, it just it, it it's like they've already got their tastes defined. Like kids are defining their tastes, and you want to bring your all. Right. So it's like a it's like an advertising battleground uh, to have the. To have the nostalgia thing that they can sell, you can resell back to them in twenty years in a movie. Exactly. It's like I want them to go to my Precisely. nostalgic movie throwback. It's like if you're gonna make a new IP, make it for kids because they're they're the ones that are gonna be buying it for like the next fifty years. That's smart, dude. That's smart. Yeah. Oh, uh, we gotta we gotta start making some bros in a landfill IPs to sell to kids so that we're relevant in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're more relevant in twenty years than we are now. Yeah. Oof. Um, but yeah, no, um, I think, I think one of the cool things about like the, like, like I get the frustration behind like the four kids sort of dubs because it's, it's not faithful in that sense of you're, of you're not getting the, um, intended experience. Yes. Like, and in some ways it does bastardize the shows. Like, like look at something like Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! was like, has a lot of dark themes and stuff and a lot of that was neutered when you was brought over to um, America. It's like, oh, people didn't die. They were sent to the shadow world. Right. But at the same time, you kind of need to know your audience when you're bringing things over. If, if Yu-Gi-Oh! was brought over one-to-one like it was... Uh, well, like, well, it'd like have a totally different effect like, because like, like, kids aren't ready yeah. for fucking death on their cartoons, you know? Like, but, 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 yeah. No, but, no, but also, like, well, if it was brought one-to-one, it'd be like TV-13 and then it would be... um put in up put up for audiences for like teenagers and stuff and let's be honest like anime wasn't a cool thing back then no you know like it was it was like it's a lot arguably of reason why not cool now like i mean it's it's got more cultural relevance i would say now so oh, like sure, it might sure. not it might not be cool but like today like you can be safe doing a one-to-one translation dub sub or whatever and like enough people will watch it to make money off it where 20 years ago, like, when original Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, uh, original One Piece came out, like, I'm sure they, like, like, without those dubs, do you think anime would be as popular as it is today in the West? I, I, it's hard to know because I just don't know what that audience was ready for. Like, maybe, maybe that you're right and those dubs were, like, the stepping stone that we needed for people to become comfortable with anime in general. Um, but but I'm maybe not, it would have been better ta- if they just perfectly did it one to one from the get go. Who knows? No, but I'm not. I'm, but if we're, ta- but we're, we're talking about introducing an entirely new medium to a culture of people. Yeah. Like, like we're we're looking at like raising kids on anime TV shows that were hidden in the 
Like, they were just they were slotted between other cartoons. Yeah. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon were slotted between other cartoons. Kids didn't know they were watching anime. Right. But as I got older, they recognized, the, they recognized the aesthetic, and they're like, oh, there is much more to this than I realized. Right. So, like, I, 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 I highly doubt that anime would be as influential now or have the mass market appeal that it has now. Like without those dubs in the day, they were and they you know, were the they sacrificial lambs. And you know what? We got some great stuff out of it. Like, like it might not be one to one, but if you know what, if you if you're into anime, if you care about the IPs, go fucking watch the subs like it was intended. Like, like in in some way, the argument for um, the argument for having like, um, like, like more um, artistic freedom with dubs is that you can just go watch the sub if you don't like I, I, if you I, want an authentic I, experience I get where you're coming from uh, but I do like generally I like dubs to a I don't want to feel like the thing is like it's I know watching a dub is more than just the uh, just the yeah. preference of like what it how it oh, yeah, to listen to because and I, I know you know this but like um yeah. A big part of it is not having to look at subtitles and being able to fully oh, yeah. take in a visual medium. Um, and so oh, yeah. it's, no, it's, like, it can feel like you're trapped between a rock and a hard place where it's like, well, do I want to oh, look yeah. at well, the bottom of the screen or do I want to hear a story that isn't super accurate? One of my the things that pisses me off most about um, like these dubs is when they like actually fuck with the story a little bit too hard oh, yeah. when they're trying to translate it. Like, um, Especially, there's a few bad cases of, of this in Ghibli movies. Um, mm-hmm. my most, especially the most egregiously to me is in a, the Secret Life of Arietti. Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. That's I. I imagine I'll be getting around to that at some point. We just Helen and I haven't watched movies as often as we did a few years ago. Basically, uh, like, I'm not gonna spoil the story at all. Um, but mm-hmm. in the like epilogue narration, um, mm-hmm. they add in a few more lines of narration that like. Really, to me, really undermined the themes of the story, but it seemed mm. like they maybe they thought that the original version was a bit dark, or they didn't want they didn't want kids to be like feel uncertain, and by doing so, they undermined like what the movie was even fucking about. And I, I watched the movie in English first, and I heard that line. And I thought that doesn't seem right. And I looked it up, and it just straight up wasn't in the original. It made me really angry. Yeah, um, but I'm, here's like this is where like I think things get complicated. Is that, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, is like it's a matter of knowing your audience, and that's the frustrating thing. And when you when you have like different cultural norms, so let's let's say um, like you're talking about something like a Ghibli movie. Um, Ghibli, especially given that they're licensed through Disney over here, yeah, they're marketed as kids movies over here. And what's culturally acceptable or culturally thought as oh, this is what kids should be watching over here is much different than over in. Japan, yeah, and like, and I, I can be frustrated about that. It's like, like I, I feel like in this case, I'd be much less int- frustrated, like the about the decision to change Arietti, more frustrated with the cultural difference, like the, the how we almost coddle and baby our kids. Yeah, to not I'd say that's, that's pretty much what's happening. It's, it's like it's coddling. I, I think the original story is, is about, um, like, without talking about the plot, like, yeah. It, there's a it's at least somewhat about accepting uncertainty 
And, like, that's, like, yeah. an adult thing that kids will have to learn at some point. And I think, like, having that lesson in a kid's story that kids can understand is a good idea. But, like, I think you're right that, yeah, in other parts of the world, it's like, no, no, just don't think about it. Um, mm-hmm. To quote Book of Mormon, turn it off. And <laughs> it's, yeah, so maybe that's, it's, but either way, like, um, as someone, as someone who's just a fan of, of art and of anime um just as a as a as a personal viewer i find that to be really upsetting that change yeah um um i would i would say for me it's like i do like watching dubs when they're good because like like i do know like like i do notice the animation and like the stuff far more when i'm able to not look at the subs like i would i remember watching um sometimes like i'll show like when i'm introducing people to anime i'll obviously show them the dubs but I, i'll be like oh i haven't seen the dub before so i'll it's like my first time watching that right and it brings me back to like when i watched one punch man with my one friend um dub it was like holy shit i didn't realize how amazing this yeah, was when i was beautiful, first watching know? this um yeah it's like it's like you take you, you recognize it's beautiful but you're not like absorbing all the detail when you're watching a sub yes but that's all but that's also kind of what frustrates me with like how small the voice acting pool in the West is as opposed to Japan. Right, you'll which just is... be distracted by how, hey, isn't that Chris Sabbath? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the other thing, too, with some, when you're talking about like Japanese, it's like because I don't speak Japanese, I'm not super familiar with the languages. I'm not as familiar with the voices, like in the voice actors. Like, yes. I might notice, like, I might be like, oh, wait, that sounds like that voice actor because I've heard them in a lot of stuff. But then it quickly fades because I'm not super familiar with the language so I don't pick up all the nuances and yeah same here um, I, I'm much the, less like the, it takes a I often have a feeling of like this sounds familiar but I don't literally recognize who it is and I just stop thinking about it but when um like but when, when you're dealing with um voice act like voice actors in the the west and it's a language you're aware of and you're more it's easier for you to un, like pick up voices and especially like when you start getting into like voice actors doing like hundreds of roles, it's yeah. like I don't, I don't even think like most Japanese voice actors do hundreds and hundreds of roles. A lot of it's they have a few roles that they do for a long period of time. Yes. Or like they do a lot of like small roles, but they also have like some big roles that they do. But um, like 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 I I just. Like, there's a few there there's a few voice actors in, in the West that I can be like oh yeah like their range is nuts and I can listen to them in multiple things and be like wait that was that person you know like um, but I uh, I've been kind of talking a bit of shit about Chris Sabat and I, I want to yeah. say like his range is actually good because like in in well, Dragon Ball Z's original dub or or not the in the Funimation original dub yeah of Z there he did like a million characters. And they do all but sound think, different, have different things, but it's like he used his entire range on one show because he was yeah, like every other and character. Think, and and, that, and that's kind of the problem with I would say with like with Sabbath, it's that like yeah, like he has a good range, but when you blow your entire range on one show, you're basically like it's like I'm, letting I'm people familiar like, with every aspect of his voice now, you know. Where it's like if like someone like has like t- like five to ten voices and you hear them in like maybe like shows every so often. Like you're not gonna immediately pick up on it. Yes. But if like when Piccolo's talking and or Vegeta's talking in some show that isn't Dragon Ball, it's it's Piccolo or Vegeta. Yes. And yeah, you know, it's like I, I no like, you know, fair play to the man. <laughs> you know, like all good. 
But it's just, like that's just a costing thing, in my opinion, that is distracting. I mean, it, does, it doesn't help that Dragon Ball is so iconic as yes. well. That and his voices in particular that, are like etched into people's memories. Yeah. Like, dude, it's like just just do Dragon Ball and then retire, like, and just get all the royalties from it. Like, hmm. shit. Like, well, I think he just likes like, yelling into a microphone. You know. I know. I mean, I, that's all right. Dude, no, that's I like a dream it's, it's job. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. Um, no, when it, I, I would just say, just f- like since we've got on this conversation of voice actors, it's like there are like if there's one 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 sort of like thing that like voice acting like is clearly like dubs are clearly superior over subs. It's any sort of Di- Dynasty Warrior type of game because oh my fucking god, um, having like conversations going around in the background, float flying around in Japanese, like giving you instructions and you can't even fucking like read this text boxes because you're too busy wailing on enemies sure yeah like, that, that's the kind of like, game where like, like being able to yeah like your eyes are doing one thing and so your ears are free for the instructions you can't be like reading the instructions and fighting guys like like when i like so i, I, I finished up playing um fate um extella um like like a week or so ago and that was an utter like nightmare because i'm like like you, you have all these Japanese people, like well, characters, like talking, like on the bottom screen, like giving like all this narration of all this stuff happening in the battle, and I can't even pick up the flavor text of what's going on because, yeah, I'm like it, shit. It's, it's likely just in these kinds of situations, you're just going to miss out on stuff, uh, mm-hmm. and that's a bummer. Yeah, or it's like at least make the text boxes big enough so I can see what they're saying while I'm fighting. I don't care if you f- cover the battle screen with like a um, like maybe with some like like transparent boxes at, at the very least I can read what they're saying and fight at the same time but if it's snugged away at the bottom of the screen I'm like shit like especially when every battle plays out ex- almost exactly the same in the game because it's kind of routine it'd be, it'd be nice to have a little bit more spice like in the in the, each individual combat right that makes sense yeah okay so where, where do we, we've talked about One Piece, we've talked about um, regional differences, uh, the tones of other anime in comparison. Uh, is there anywhere I to go just, from I here? Just, I just really like the sound of Japanese people talking. What's the wrong with that? There, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with it, you know? Uh, I, I, they have a cool language. Yeah, they, I, I get like I, I I do feel like to some degree like my, my one of my one issues when I'm watching a dub over a sub is that um, at times like it almost sounds like an abridged series and like like sometimes I just like being able to take my anime a little bit seriously like yeah and, I mean I like no I mean I like Japanese voice acting as well but like it's also uh it's not I don't think it's intended to be naturalistic anime is an incredibly uh, like, it's, it's it's like its own world. Yeah, it's got its own ideas of like how to present reality. Um, yeah, like I think now, Grunt, I I am yet to play Final Fantasy VII or its remake, but I've heard that mm-hmm. um my 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 flatmate Sailor is uh has played at least a decent amount of Final Fantasy VII remake, and he's he's used to more uh. He's not like the biggest anime dude in the world. He's used to more Western mm-hmm. things. And um, I think there's been a significant amount of dissonance for him playing 
Final Fantasy VII remake because the the world and the characters look pretty realistic, uh, and and like everything's in immense proper detail, but the characters still yeah. act both behave and are voiced anime like, um, and mm. it's a weird juxtaposition because pe- real people don't act like that. Uh, they don't make oh, that I... many noises. Certainly, they don't react with. <clears throat> to like a normal thing in a conversation, it's just not natural. Um, yeah. So, I think there are definitely yeah. some some weaknesses mm. to that style if if it doesn't make sense with what you're looking at. Yeah, I wonder. I, w- I wonder how the Japanese like how how it sounds in Japanese, just because there's so many different tonal inflections and different like rules of conversation when you listen to things in Japanese. It might sound a bit more natural rather than forced, if like in a Western sense. But I'm not Japanese, so it might sound fucking weird to Japanese people as well. Right, but it's like that's what they're used to fiction looking like, you know? Yeah. Um, or at least anime fiction. Or I don't, anime I don't fiction. know how rest it... Like, then I, I mean, then again, like, there's quite a few Japanese commercials that are just like, they make, that, make, that, that make anime look normal. Right, right. Yeah, I, like, I'm just speculating. Like, it, it might be just the general, like... Um, like their basic assumptions of of how like a movie should work or, or might be different because I haven't seen a lot of just like I yeah. don't know if I can think of like a Japanese movie I've seen other than like Seven Samurai, I think is Japanese. Have you seen the which is have, from have like you seen the Ace Attorney the li- 50s. Have you seen the Ace Attorney live action movie? It's fantastic. Um, I know. I love that movie, but I can't call I that know. like a like a, a good representation of Japanese films because it's mm-hmm. obviously obviously based on a, on a game that is insane. Um, yeah, and and their 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 approach to making it live action was not to try and make Ace Attorney realistic, but to make it even more ridiculous than the original. Yeah, um, huge fan of that. Um, mm-hmm. um, I would say like the the only other Japanese movie that can movies I can think of the top of my head was the Death Note live action movies, which I liked quite a bit. Right, uh, um, I, I mean, it's, but I'd like to see Japanese movies no, that aren't it, like an adaptation of an anime either, uh, or yeah. like like just to see what they normally make. Um, because I will say, like, if you watch movies from other countries, like, uh, the what is considered normal or the basic assumptions of how to put together something are a bit different. Um, like, I've mm. spent a little bit of time watching a, a few years ago, I spent a little while watching a K-drama called, um, Oh My Ghost! And, like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really different. Like, it's, I guess it's, it's kind of like a romantic comedy thing that takes place in like a restaurant uh like between like chefs uh but there's also supernatural elements but like there's lots of stuff where like like everybody is like caked in makeup and that's like just completely like that's just how the show looks and it's like female male regardless of age you can't tell how old anyone is because everyone is so like dolled up and it's just like a complete assumption that that's how tv should look um which, even though it's kind of arbitrary, I feel like it's the same as, like, how, um, like, in movies and TV, there's, like, an accepted frame rate of what's cinematic, and that a higher frame rate is is l- less uh, appealing to us, even though it looks more like reality. Um, so I, I feel like the, the way that anime is voice acted could very well be basically one of these weird tropes that we just, that's just accepted there and only seems weird to us. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, like media be like that. So that's <laughs> I think that's also sort of what like makes media as an art form just see, like media as an art form. Yeah, because 
whatever. <laughs> um, like, like, like when you look at like movies or cartoons or like any sort of like filmography, I guess art in general technically, be, like this is where like the whole like when you, when you're looking at um, object like activity and media and stuff, it's culture like in this world like varies so much and the values in art and the values in the world varies so much and sometimes it's just cool to see what other people how the other people see the world because sometimes film is the only way to really appreciate that well i think it reveals like cultural assumptions about like what is normal um because mm-hmm. like yeah like these japanese cartoons uh when they were first being brought over like the I don't know four kids or whatever looked down there like there's no way we can show us to our kids like this is like this is one of the most popular franchises ever One Piece and it's like yeah but these guys have got guns they shoot each other they smoke cigarettes like uh, uh, this is uh, fucked up we have to do something about this have you have you have you seen like the um the Yu Gi Oh um four kids um like censorship uh, um, I think in bits and pieces I know that like oh yeah yeah that's like where they like just point their fingers instead of guns and stuff yeah like or it's like it doesn't even make sense but like they don't have the production values to rewrite the scenes totally um, yeah yeah it's like I, I think that stuff's interesting um, and I'm no, but, I'm sure we've talked about in bits and pieces before on the no, show otherwise but I there's think... like the um, like sexual humor is pretty normal in kids shows in Japan as well mm-hmm. or at least was mm-hmm. So that's weird. I mean, I, I mean, you still you, you still kind of see it. Um, like, um, I think one of the weird things you see with in, in Japanese movies, like, it's not it's considered as weird to have like cartoon kid like cartoon kids naked, at least male like naked boys. And yeah, that's that's one thing. Like, yeah, yeah, like like an early Dragon Ball, like Goku's like, running around naked, and it's like, right? Uh, like even something as recent as Gurren Lagann has like a a cut with a um a, a, a naked boy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's... I think it's changed a little bit. I I think in in Dragon Ball Kai, I think there was a little bit of, like, censoring of stuff like that. Um, But that's more of a Western influence, because you're seeing more of a Western influence on Japan, like, ever since, like, the 50s. Right, you might be right. But, like, honestly, like, I think that's, um, that's an interesting thing there, because, like, I totally get where they're coming from before. Well, it's like, well... It's just like a like little kids run around naked all the time, you know. Like it's uh, mm-hmm. uh, it makes sense that they're just they wouldn't really see it as anything that bad, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess ideas change. Yeah. But, you know, culture be like that. Now all I can think about is like since we were talking about censorship, it's like how even more fucked up the Yu-Gi-Oh manga was as opposed to the um, anime. The uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh manga. Like, yeah, I, it's like like with um this the season zero um of Yu Gi Oh. Have you have you ever seen um season zero of um Yu Gi Oh? Yeah, I, I've uh, I haven't seen it, but I actually watched a video recently about how um like originally Yu Gi Oh wasn't really that much about the card game, and that there are yeah. lots of different. It was more about tabletop games, and then they because this mm-hmm. part was well, popular, well, not they just, made the whole well, show. Well, not it. just well not just tabletop games, just games in general. Right. So, but but it's like but um, games one of, to like. Like a twisted, like to the death, fucking game of like, yeah, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, that it's but, it's uh, actually like, it's been kind of wild discovering how weird <laughs> that franchise is. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely love the like the first I think twelve volumes of, um, the original Yu Gi Oh, 
But, like, going into, like, season zero of the anime, like, that's even, like, neutered, like, the the stuff in the manga. Right. Like, it's it's kind of silly. Like, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, was censored in the anime, then it was further censored, brought over to the West. Right. So, at this point, it's gone through multiple layers of, of uh, dumbing down, mm-hmm. or, or not dumbing down, but, like, cleansing or whatever. Because, um, yeah, like, mm-hmm. like I, I, you know, I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was a little kid. And uh, it's like such a kids show to me. It's it's hilarious that originally people are getting fucking murdered. Yeah, or like, like, like I highly recommend anybody to to take a look at the old Yu-Gi-Oh manga, like that because it's so good. It, like it is so good. And I, I know I'm kind of like pre like just kind of like on my pedestal right now, but I I, I um like. There's something really special about seeing Yu-Gi-Oh's humble beginnings before it turned into the card game. Right. Well, well this um, is before it became like an empire, one of the biggest franchises in the world, and it was like yeah. Um, and like the art style hadn't necessarily solidified, and like yeah, like I, I think that stuff interesting is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we're hey. coming up around. We're approaching an hour. Uh, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? I, I feel like we covered. Uh, I think quite yeah, a lot of. Ground. I don't think we could bring anything. Up, yeah, I don't think we could bring anything else up without like going way off topic and adding like twenty more minutes onto the. Yes. Uh, man, what is going on with this Luffy form? I, I'm trying to like. I wonder what predictions I can possibly make based on this. He's got yeah. robot arms, maybe, or or. I. I honestly hey, don't remember. I do want to get a giant hole, like scar on his chest. I guess he gets shot at some point. Like, I kind of like <laughs> what the fuck like, am I looking at? Um, actually, like since since we're talking about anime, I'd almost like to make a um a, a formal suggestion, like a, a formal um suggestion or formal um uh, challenge of sorts. Okay, what's that? What if we started like doing um. Some sort, like instead of like doing the like the seasonal anime thing, because I I feel like now like at least with the coronavirus, it's gonna be slowing down. Yeah, like it's it's gonna be slowing down. It's, it's gonna be. It, I'm in a bit of an awkward place to be able to do that. What if we started doing like some sort of um, like we we anime suggestion like thing where like we both watch like a certain anime to a certain point and then we talk about it on an episode. Ah, yeah. So like kind of like a trade. Yeah. Okay, I could be down for that. Like, cause there was some, we, did something, we did something like that on Ace Three Online. A, um, like back in the day, I don't know if that's when you were on or not, hmm. but that introduced me to some interesting old anime. And I think like, like, even if we just like did it like once a month where we like want to like, uh, well, I mean, once a month would be like, it'd be like every, like one of every two episodes we'd be talking about that. Sure. But like it could even branch off into its own show where we record stuff if we want to, who knows? But I, I think it'd be good for us to um make some routine of like checking out like some recommended shows that we've watched i uh i i can only imagine there's a very limited number of shows i've watched that you haven't seen and there's yeah. a million shows well, I wouldn't, but i guess it i mean i wouldn't even would it have to be anime specific or um it, i guess it doesn't have to be anime specific and my like i i feel like we've we've kind of hit a point in the podcast where we've talked about so many topics right that It'd be good for us to start introducing things to each other. Sure, and just discovering some new shit. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So, like, if we just so maybe we can just like one form of media 
that can be easily accessible for like free. Yes. Or the other person doesn't mind like putting money towards. And then talking like then we like both talk about our experience about that. Like even if that's just supplemental to the what else whatever else we talk about on the episode. Cool. I think I'm down for that. All right. Well, look forward everybody to a uh, some episode with some kind of format like that. Um, but until next time, I, I believe that's been Bros in the Lionfield signing off. Signing off. Later, bitches. Cut that part. Boom. Our fans are not bitches.